Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com or whatever you're listening to us on. Thanks for joining us again for another week. Stitcher. Hey? Oh, it could be Stitcher too. Yeah, we're on Stitcher now, which is fantastic. And uh, also some more exciting things coming up hopefully in the next few weeks as well. We'll talk about that. We haven't talked about it amongst ourselves yet. No, exactly. That's how exciting it is. Uh, (laughs) Well, that was the music of the hurricane, of course. Of course it was. Hurricane. No one. I didn't do a poll. I just picked. I just picked some music. Um, We've got like some uh, other important things on the page this week, which we're going to draw later in the show. Yeah. What are your favourite five movies? No, did no. I see that on the Twitter page? That's on Twitter. That was just that's like going viral at the moment. Everyone's picking their five favourite movies. Yeah, okay, no problem. I guess we are going to draw our new Japan wrestling tickets a little bit later on. Thank you for everyone who joined. So the prize is two tickets to the Melbourne show cool. of the New Japan Southern yeah. Showdown and two uh, T-shirts as well. Um, special thanks to New Japan Pro Wrestling Australia for um, giving us those yep. prizes, but. Tony, you tried to enter the competition. Yep. Yeah, that you're not eligible. Why not? I hadn't liked the page. Could you imagine the out- outcry if I do the draw and you were the winner? Oh, well, valid entry. It still would have looked a bit sus, I think. Even if you won, yeah, we drew it one hundred percent. Yeah. People, yeah, this is the wrestling. Questions would be asked. Yeah, we're on the wrestling business fringe here. There's people who are like, "Hey, they've worked well, this exactly somehow." Right. I think they, you just get the nail on the head. We're on the wrestling business fringe. So sorry, I haven't put your entry into the oh, into enough. the hat. I didn't expect you would. <laughs> no, you did. You were a bit if disappointed. If you were trying to joke about it, you would have tagged me as the plus one. Not... <laughs> yeah. Oh. Anyway, we tried. We tried. Hey, uh, Lol, tell us about the Buddy Murphy tweet. Oh, very interesting, mate. I'm. You're pretty sure you would have been all over it. You, you haven't seen it? No. Oh, he's uh, just giving a nice little shout-out to, you know, favourite guest of the show, Lockie Hendricks. Yeah, he's really? excited about him coming over to Florida with for Uncle, Uncle Paul. Paul. So. Uncle Paul's been saying good things about you. Really? Yeah. 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 So, hey, I think- so you would be excited about that, wouldn't you? Oh, but more, the, the quicker he leaves Australia, the better. <laughs> <laughs> That's great news. Yeah, so, nah, friends in high places for Lockie there. So yeah. should be interesting. It's not long. Countdown is uh, it's getting down there. When is it July or something, isn't it? Uh, whenever Ballroom Brawl is, that's meant to be the last show. Yeah. So probably, yeah, July. Mm. Early July. Tony. It's two shows the, away. It's two shows yeah. away. Yeah. He might be on the WWE live show. He could be. Well, I'm, I'm, it, who knows? Who knows? Who mm. knows? Well, anyway. Hey, uh, if you want to support us, you can subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review. It does help us a lot for people to read uh, the great reviews that have been left for us in the past by Walshie and Lyle and Lyle's wife and Walshie's girlfriend. And we've, got, we've got other ones as well by people that we've never met before. We've got proper reviews up there. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah I'm pretty sure my wife, my wife uh, hasn't given one yet. Great interview last week, guys, with Jess. Get on to that. <laughs> great interview last week with Jess. Sorry I couldn't be here. We weren't. We had a really good replacement. Yes. Yeah, Tyson really held his own, filled yeah. in, even did the buttons and you know, recorded, yeah, recorded the show. So No, we didn't. 
Well, the show went out there, so it I know Welshie's had a couple of gaffes on that end. So I've improved. Yeah, but no, it was interesting. Give give uh, give Jet the uh, chance to organise his own guest, and you now he brings in his uh, carpool mate and his best mate. So yeah, way to go out there. Tyson, yeah, no, so. <laughs> nah, but it was a good interview. It was very fun with the guys. So this week is an interview that we recorded a couple of weeks ago. We did. Oh, you did. I wasn't here again. <laughs> I was severely hungover. Yeah, I can it was pretty uh, early attest on to a that. Saturday. Yeah, yeah. He, he was very hungover, Tony. <laughs> he was he was extremely hungover. Would you like to introduce it? Uh, no, Lyle said he would introduce it. Oh, I'll introduce next week's. Yeah, so it's uh, tough stuff. Ricky South or Richard South, if. Uh, some people are listening out there. I don't want to get anyone into trouble. And, yeah, it was really good. You know, thanks to him for giving up early morning Saturday training. Uh, you know, you could hear it a little bit in the background, going over the paces at the academy up there at PWA. So, yeah, really insightful. You know, give it a listen. He's trained at a lot of places. Yeah. And he's also um, talks a lot about the PWA Academy um, and the green label shows that are coming up soon. Yeah. The boys caught up with Ricky South. Let's have a listen to that interview. And we're joined on the phone now by Ricky South. I'm not sure if it's Ricky South or if it's Richard South now, but um, thanks for joining us. No worries. Just so you know, it has uh, officially been changed to Richard South, and the official Richard South now. It so, does. It... Not my choice. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not your choice. Do you want to um, talk us through SMS and them uh, and having to change your name? Um, obviously, uh, I lost a match to one social Jordan whereby, uh, I had to join SMS and, um, although, uh, I'm not happy about it. I do, uh, have to at least abide much like the dude. Um, so one thing that Jordan wanted to change immediately was my look and my name. And then hence the Richard South plus all the long black tights and covering up the hairy legs and all that. No lipstick as well. So uh, Jordan's taking everything away from me. That he, is makes the, me he is the fun me. police, isn't he? He is the fun police. What a dick. <laughs> um, I've got to say, though, I um, uh, PWA recently had their first live stream, um, which must mm-hmm. have been really exciting for all of the workers, and we'll get into that in a moment. But um, I really enjoyed uh, your character work and, and the, the subtle differences in character and you appear to be fighting it in an internal battle. I really enjoyed that match. Oh, thank you very much. It was um, definitely a very fun match uh, for me to have um, with uh, Tyler Payne and uh, especially against um, Concrete Davidson and Jack Jordan, you know, two very favorite opponents of mine. And what was it like um, the week leading up to and show day having that live stream? Um. Following up was a very much like a different beast. So the heads of uh, PWA running the show couldn't stress enough. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> oh, crikey. That's okay. I'm choking you. Um, the whole entire week, I'm just stressing that everything from the loading and load up of the ring to the setting it up, everything had to be pretty much perfect. So no hiccups could be afforded in this case. You know, everything had to run like absolute clockwork. And out of 100% that night, I think we were at about 85%. There were one or two things that uh, didn't go our way, but all in all, I would consider it a nice success. And 
I mean, everyone would have forgiven extra teething problems like than what there were. I, I, it wasn't noticeable if there were issues. Um, how? Mm. So was everyone? Were, generally, you were all happy with it. I'm very happy with it. Obviously, um, we all strive for perfection and we want a hundred percent, you know, hassle free and no issues at all. But on on the back end, there were some things that happened that just kind of uh, they weren't major, but then again, put a damp on just the overall sort of success on the night. Um, there were some uh, high or some very important people there in attendance at the show. Um, in terms of the uh, from Ovo as well, who thoroughly enjoyed the show and gave us some great feedback. So all in all, um, that's what really matters. And I'm picturing PW management just bef- before the show starts backstage. Paul Heyman-esque, like barely legal. We've made it to the dance. Was there any kind of rah-rah um, motivational um, speak? You know what? No, no Paul Heyman speech. It was very much like, this is the deal. You can't screw it up. <laughs> that was... Uh, uh, I, I, I take out a lot of um, the uh, exploitives or swear words from that speech, like from um, what got said in the meeting. But that was the general tone. Yeah, uh, we swear. Don't screw time. this up. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's really good. Look, uh, for someone t- to be able to come home from work on a Friday, and I think it was six bucks, just watch you guys in action. Mm. It was. Uh, I find it difficult personally to watch to rewatch wrestling where I already know the results. So I really, mm. I know that it's going to make me watch and enjoy PWA the way I'm supposed to a lot more. Yeah, I mean, there's an intrinsic sort of feeling when you're watching something live as it's happening. You know, you're not getting spoilers over Twitter or Facebook. You're you're somewhat in the moment, even though you're not present at the show. So which is, I think, um, a good step forward for PWA in uh, wrestling. Yeah, I, I felt the same. You're part of a little community on Twitter. When, like, Wrestle Rampage went live the first time, um, yep. you know, everyone's live tweeting it, so you're part of it, and we're all in different states. I just think it brings everyone mm. a bit closer together and hopefully a lot more promotions follow suit. Yeah, I mean, not only does it bring everyone together, it just, you know... Uh, widens out the the reach that the company can get with their shows, you know, as opposed to just subscribing to a sort of on-demand service. The live, the live stream, as it's happening at the moment, I would think is much better. If there's background noise, I apologize. Uh, I'm in our uh, training academy and some people are uh, in the ring messing around. Oh, yeah. Do you want a name drop? Who's, who's messing around? <laughs> You know what? I wish I could name drop a cool name, but um, <laughs> they are future wrestlers. Beautiful. And future I, I, yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit about PWA. I feel like um, from Melbourne looking at Sydney, uh, PWA is a unique environment. It it feels like you guys are all a big team. Um, you know what? I would 100% agree with that. Um, I feel... Sure, we can kind of like do this sort of try and do it like on our own or sort of with you know, kind of like a me mentality. But in the end, we're all kind of like working together to put on the best show possible or like best performance. So everyone here, luckily enough, has that mindset that we're all working towards a common goal. And I think we all want that common goal to be making wrestling a possible full time living in Australia. 
Yeah, well, then that is the goal. Yeah. I mean, what we need is everyone to sort of support it. Um, even people like us, we want to we want to be involved in the business. We want this to be what we do. So it's yeah. it's um it's sort of like the high tide raises all ships. Yeah, hundred percent. And like, there used to be a time where like some people would have like a bit of a toxic attitude and sort of very sour or just like wrestling and just wouldn't sort of share that common goal. And just over time, we found out that those kind of people either left on their own volition or just kind of got weeded out for lack of a better term. Because if they're not on the, on the same path that everyone else is, they just get left behind. Now with the, with the training school and your, your methodology with training, have you taken different parts from your training overseas and brought it back to the academy? Um, very much so. Um, training in the likes of um, the New Japan LA Dojo, Chikara's Wrestle Factory, and doing an All Japan tryout. I like to take um, bits of mentality and uh, practice from each of those places and try and bring them back into uh, the PWA um, Wrestling Academy. I mean, but like all of the coaches here have also done pretty much all the same sort of um, external training that I aspire to kind of do. Like, Robbie's obviously in New Japan currently. Um, he has also done Chikara, so has Madison Eagles, so has Mick Bonza. So they've all traveled around to very notable places and they've brought back their own wealth of knowledge and everyone's got their own sort of little tweak on certain aspects in wrestling and it kind of like uh, makes all the students a bit more well-rounded in, the, in that case. Uh, you mentioned LA Dojo, um, mm-hmm. which basically has been a production line of some of the world's greatest ever wrestlers, um, yeah. both in a, from Australia as well as worldwide. What was it like walking in there and, and training there? What was the experience like? Um, it was kind of twofold. Uh, it was the most physically grueling time of my life, but also... Um, on the other hand, it was just very laid back, if that makes sense. Because yeah. um, Shibata at the dojo is a very different man from uh, the uh, Shibata son that we see uh, on the screen. He's very passionate about the wrestling, and um, his passion really shines through when he's teaching just a group of around about seven guys you know, for about a week. You always tend to kind of like bond together. And what what's it like? Is it nerve wracking standing across from someone like Shibata? Because obviously, you touched on it's he's different compared to the character. But can you still get caught up in that kind of stuff? Um, you know what? Like the first day or two, it was rather daunting, sort of um, just seeing Shibata son and kind of like his element. But then you realize just. Uh, his passion for wrestling and how much he enjoys it and how uh, how much he gets into it. And you, know, you just realize he's just another big wrestling, I want to say, kind of nerd or... Uh, <laughs> That's right, we're all nerds. <laughs> yeah, like, he's, he's, he just loves wrestling. You know, and he has such a, a strong passion for it that it's just infectious. So once you see that, you kind of forget that he is this, um, you know, world-renowned wrestler and he's just another guy with a wealth of knowledge just there teaching you um, the way of New Japan. 
Now, another wealth of knowledge that you've trained with is Mike Quackenbush. Um, mm -hmm. Pretty sure a lot of workers and hopefully some fans know his his brain for wrestling is probably second to none. What, what's it like being there with him under the learning tree and, and even his podcast 2.0? I know a lot of workers, most workers should if they don't listen to it. Look, I'll tell you what. Not only is Mike Quackenbush like got the best brain in wrestling, he is like the best father figure in wrestling. Like He has such a, a wonderful fatherly voice and just a wonderful, like, sort of caring sort of mannerisms. And he, he just, when I went over there, it was just so wonderful. And he felt like he cared about me. And he just, oh, he just called me Mr. South. And he's just such a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful man. But, and then you get to explore just his knowledge of wrestling and, you know, try and tap into, like, two of the, like, 2,000 holds that he knows just overwhelming you know and i want to go back for another like two weeks and you did the yeah. young lions cup while you were over there mm -hmm. um what kind of an experience is that for for a young worker um it was a little different from what we um i i would say experience in australia because mike quackenbush coming off the heels of uh another stint down in NXT um, where he's uh, sort of a guest trainer and um, guest, uh, I want to say, agent. Um, he treats his shows very much like an NXT show. So everything's timed. Everything's got its own segment. Everything has to be crisp. Everything can't afford to be, uh, you know, even 10 seconds over the allotted time. Everything needs to be bang, like bang on exactly how he wants it. So... It was a mix of, uh, he definitely gives you uh, a range of creative freedom, but much like I would presume how it is in NXT, then you need to stick to the, the construct of, um, the, uh, the running sheet or what he has planned out or mapped out. Yeah. Cause if you, so go, the, yeah, it's, so the whole night's got to flow and then it's your responsibility yeah. to sort of hit those marks. Yeah. It, it, especially when like that young lion show it was two shows across like an afternoon and a night so we had a roughly around nearly eight hours worth of wrestling to coordinate and put together so everything had to be pretty much uh spot on nothing could uh sort of fly off the handle be like a military operation with eight hours <laughs> yeah yeah like very much so and like, you, you had uh, um a good result in the first match as well you uh you won the um four way is that right yeah, I, I won a bloody four-way match in Shikara. That's amazing. <laughs> Can you believe that? It's good for the resume. What the hell? Well, the best part is it gets I, you a second match in the tournament. <laughs> yeah, I, I I got to wrestle twice. I, I I lost to the Young Lions Cup champion. Huh. Mate, that's, a, that's just like a success for me. Um, yeah, how was, was the how was the feedback from, the, um, from your... Two matches. Um, I got a, a wonderful range of positive feedback. Um, there was some critical feedback as well, um, but I take any and all feedback on board because um, any feedback I treat as legitimate. Well, the critical then, feedback, um, the critical feedback if it's coming from the right person, is almost more important. Yeah, 
I like a hundred percent. I would take critical feedback from almost anyone, and then oh. it's my job to take that critical feedback on board and try and filter it out and see whether I can really sort of adjust and improve on on that feedback. But um, I got some lovely advice from um, a few people. One notable uh, Bryce Remsberg, um, who said some lovely words, some kind words, some bits of advice, things to work on. And um, what he said kind of stuck with me and uh, I feel like I'm going to carry with me for quite a long time. Now, now bringing it back to a bit closer to home and in the New South Wales with the, the I want to say the three big promotions, PWA, Nui Pro and WrestleGo, what's it like to be yep. able to explore different characters across three different promotions? Is that fulfilling and you can change things up all the time? You know what? It, it is very much fulfilling and very rewarding. Um, across three different uh, promotions, I I get to somewhat perform in three different sort of um, different characters. Uh, but it also lends like yourself to three different sort of possibilities of like matches. So in Wrestling Go, I, I'm wrestling Tyler Payne next week, which I would never, ever get the chance to... Um, ever wrestle in like PWA um, like even in wrestling go you get the chance to wrestle uh, someone with such high esteem as uh, JT Robinson the future shock who uh, I just got asked to um, plug his name <laughs> but yeah but um, that's the real benefit of having like um, like these ma- major promotions in the state uh, that are actually rather distinct from themselves you get to explore a whole wide range of characters and, and wrestling. Yeah, I plugged you. I plugged you, Jason. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. And uh, you've got a group called Debauchery. Yes. <laughs> and most people, so. most people outside of uh, New South Wales wouldn't know about it. <laughs> do, you want to, do you want to talk us through that a little bit? Um, debauchery is a stable, um, headed up by Nikki Van Blair, myself, and... Um, uh, witness the fitness Parker Thomas out from Newcastle, and um, we were we established ourselves in a company called um, FWA or Future Wrestling Australia. And I wish I could give you a premise behind the formation of uh, debauchery or the reason why we're all together, but um, there never was one, which I think is why it works. Natural. And why I'm having yeah, it's natural, which is why I'm having so much fun with it. It's gotten to the point where now everyone wants to be in debauchery. You know, <laughs> we're, we're not going to stop until pretty much everyone in FWA is going to be a part of debauchery. It, it's, it does look like it's a it's a fun uh, storyline and, and gimmick to sort of run. Yeah, like with the characters in there, and we're hoping to get more in there. I think it's just um, a good dynamic in the group, and um, especially someone like Nikki Van Blair who's just. You've got such a strong character and just very much out there. We get to kind of like play off each other, which is uh, always a good experience. Just be wary when you're adding more more talent in there. You, you know, probably stop just before you have to induct Virgil into the group. That's probably when you know you've gone too far. If we if we can get Virgil, I would <laughs> Virgil would be great actually, in this group. I I would retire to get Virgil. <laughs> Like I, I would not foresee my uh, career getting any better than getting Virgil in debauchery. I feel like it'd probably be the best fit for Virgil. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, like I, I think that could revitalize Virgil's career. <laughs> Debauchery superstar Virgil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Indeed. I've gone off track. Um, anyhow, <laughs> you mentioned Robbie Eagles earlier, and um, how? What's it like having him like watching your matches, critiquing your matches, and helping you with training? I know he's got one of the best minds in the business. Mm. Um. You know, I, I feel like with a lot of these answers, I give two sort of uh, sort of sides, and I'm going to give two sides to this one. Yep. Um, since a lot of us train with Robbie almost every day, and I've known him for quite a while, and become really good friends with him. On one side, it's just like, oh, it's Robbie. You know, it's his opinion. Like he's given us his opinion as our coach. You know, and we'll take obviously his opinion on board and try and work on whatever he says, and we'll we'll, we'll highly value his opinion. But then, on the other hand, I like to take a step back and just realize, holy shit, we've got someone who is uh, in the board club in New Japan, wrestling on the best of the super juniors, hasn't who's lost currently under tour, <laughs> hasn't lost a bloody match, you know, almost every day coming into the pro wrestling academy and just running private sessions and just, you know, taking training. You can take a step back and just realize, holy shit, just uh, a New Japan wrestler is here, giving his opinion on us and our matches. Then I just realized, like, something like that, like an opportunity like that has never been present, you know, in Australia forever or for years. I'd, so, say, I'd say ever. Yeah. Yeah, like, that just, it's just a, another worldly experience where if you just kind of take a bit of a step back and just realize um, who Robbie actually has become and the wrestler um, that he is and the immense talent that he has, you kind of like realize that we are in uh, very good hands here. And you're going to be able to see Robbie uh, when bloody New Japan comes down here for the, um, I think it's the Southern Showdown on the 29th in Melbourne and 30th in June. You got it right. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. The 29th in June, which is Melbourne, 30th in Sydney. Yeah, and I'm glad you yeah. I'm glad you answered the question that way because when we've spoken to like a young worker like a Nick Golfus or a Tyson Baxter who've had the opportunity to get in the ring with Robbie, um, I know that they see this that as like this amazing opportunity to get one on one feedback, and they really um, value it. And I'm glad to hear that the guys up there who who get it every day realize how special and important that it is. Well, I'm a big proponent of um, not taking anything that we have here for granted. Um, and I try and drill that very much so into um, any of the other wrestlers and the upcoming wrestlers that don't take for granted that we have some of the absolute best wrestlers in the world currently right now teaching us. Like even someone like Madison Eagles, like I take a step back and realize that she has been the top female performer at in the stage, world. At one stage, she was arguably the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, regardless of gender. Yeah. And then I got to take a step back and just realize that she's just here almost every day running, if you want, one-on-one sessions. And then in, in my mind, people don't, if people don't take advantage of that, uh, then I think they're crazy. You know, that we just have this wealth of knowledge and like someone of this, you know, wrestling acumen right within us and we don't take advantage of it, that's absurd. 
So yeah. I very much um, like to just take a step back and just uh, realize how fortunate we are to have all these trainers with like such a wealth of knowledge that we just have at our disposal. Yeah, and that's um, a big part of why every um, major show in New South Wales, not just PWA, uh, sells out. Yeah, uh, 100%. And because the fans had been conditioned to realize that um, a lot of the wrestlers that they see on the shows are world-class and they are well-traveled. And like a lot of the fans know that they need to watch and catch them now because guarantee in a couple months time they're going to explode and they're going to be all across the world doing all these amazing things and everyone wants to catch them right now while uh, they're on the precipice of breaking out and what's the what's the vibe like around with the young students at the academy obviously Robbie's going to be pretty busy for the next three Mm -hmm. or four weeks you know coming into class the next day and Robbie's wrestling most nights um, what's the vibe? Is an extra spike in motivation and intensity in the young students knowing that a goal like that is attainable because one of their coaches has done it right before their eyes? You know what? Um, yes. I don't. I think a lot of the, the newer um, trainees didn't quite fully grasp um, the, uh, the extent of what Robbie's doing until we all pretty much stopped training, put on the, like his that's a super genius match with uh, Rocky. Oh, how good then, was that match, by the amazing. way? Amazing. That was such a good match. So both, of his, good both match. of his tournament matches so far have been so good. They've been awesome. He's taken out the whole thing. He's winning it all. Oh, I hope so. You know, <laughs> but um, I, I, like after all the people just realized that what Robbie's doing makes us all just stop in our tracks and just watch, you know, his match. It just kind of lit a I would hope lit a fire on a lot of these guys and as you said, just make them realize that what we're doing now can very much lead to bigger and better things in the future. Like bloody new, like wrestling in the best of the super juniors for new Japan. Yeah. And I mean, they must be excited anyway, because green labels coming up and that gives them the opportunity to, um, to show what they can do. Yeah. I like, um, the the black label shows that are at Max Watts are insanely competitive and and um, hard to uh, perform on. Seeing that we just have so many talented wrestlers all wanting to be on that one show, and we can't exactly put all fifty people on on the one show. So we've created this green label show with just uh, an offshoot, which is going to be. Uh, having a, a, a different vibe to our black label shows and a bit more grungy and a bit more underground, which is pretty much a, a proving ground for those that aren't regularly on the black label shows to perform and show themselves to our fans and to our audience and then hopefully progress them on to black label. And, and later this year, you guys are running a double show, the Saturday and sun, uh, Friday and Saturday. The, um, the Coliseum. Yes. Uh, we're, we're actually traveling up for that, so we're really looking forward to it. Um, and, oh, good lad. Yeah, I know a lot of people from down here are really keen to to travel up, and uh, I think it could be uh, a destination weekend. Look, that's the goal that we want. 
we want everyone to kind of congregate and gather around the uh, the mecca of uh, Australian tournaments, and um, we want that to be the PWA Coliseum. And we want people to pilgrimage to Sydney, uh, whether they be from in a state or, or overseas. We want people coming over, very much like people do for for Bowler and PWG. We want to be the that one weekend where everyone must go to Sydney for wrestling. Yeah, and they've, um, it's, it's, it looks like it's going to be really well done. You've got the, the fan enclave as well on the Saturday afternoon. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's going to have a really good vibe, I think. Yeah, um, we're still trying to sort of come up with uh, cool, little, wonderful ideas for that fan conclave. So no, we might be able to pitch we need to, things. <laughs> yeah, pitch whatever you want because uh, oh, I, I want to pitch... Uh, are you smarter than a wrestler? So kind of like, are you smarter than a fifth grader? But wrestler <laughs> version. And uh, I, I'm hoping that someone can pick Kai Drake as their wrestler. Because <laughs> I, I love Kai Drake, but he is the, uh, I don't want to say dumbest, but... Um, but you will. Yeah, but I will. <laughs> he is one of the dumbest wrestlers in PWA, and I would say in Australia. But he's a great wrestler. <laughs> he's a great wrestler. Great wrestler. Dumb dude. <laughs> I'm taking it you two yeah. are close. Very close. <laughs> this is why I, why I can say such lovely things about good old Kai. Um, is there anyone in PWA that you haven't had the chance to work with enough yet that you really want to have a program with moving forward? Um, the top of that list has to be Madison Eagles. You know, um, for the reasons that I said earlier, um, Madison's just absolute world class and uh, anyone who has ever kind of like been anything in PWA or pretty much held the championship has had to go through Madison Eagles so she is pretty much like the gatekeeper the sort of um, the upper echelon I do feel like you two could tell a really good story as well I feel like we could have an absolute cracker of a match you know and um I, I've, I've been waiting for that match and uh, I've never had the chance. Um, now, you had, a, you had a match with Jimmy Havoc. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is that the kind of... Is death matches the kind of thing you're interested in doing more of or is it a... I've ticked that off and, <laughs> and move on or, like, what's your feeling on that sort of wrestling? Um, I would love to do more of that kind of wrestling. Not because, like... I'm a deathmatch guy and I'm hardcore and want to bleed. But um, it's just a different way to tell a different story, you know? And um, I feel like that kind of wrestling presents itself with so many different kinds of opportunities to um, tell a different kind of story that I want to explore as many different avenues as I can. I also think that with um, some of the characters that you play in promotions... Um, mm-hmm. It can mean a lot more when you do something like that. Yeah, very much so. Um, again, it goes back to what we talked about with having different promotions in the company. Oh, sorry, in the state. You know, one place I could very well be more um, set or more sort of um, hardcore, violent centric, or, and then another place be my uh, regular old uh, Richard South. Well, Richard South, a tournament of the death, has a ring to it. So, <laughs> Yeah, Richard South. 
tournament. Well, tournament that's winner. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It sounds wonderful. I think it sounds great. Uh, I, I look forward to it. <laughs> well, let's just take it as done then, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> we'll start a hashtag. Um, yes. What are you looking at for the next 12 months? Uh, are you hoping to, to travel more or are you just looking to um, really work on uh, the PWA stuff? You know what? Um, PWA is in such uh, a good traje- trajectory right now that um, I feel like if I was to leave, then it would absolutely explode. and You know, <laughs> you miss out. I'd, FOMO. I'd miss out. Yeah, FOMO. So um, right now I... 100% focus on making PWA the absolute best product pretty much in the world. Um, and I would be lying if I said I, within the 12 months, I see myself as PWA heavyweight champion. And that needs to be the ambition. Yep. If, if you don't have that ambition, then uh, you don't have um, the right goals in mind. Um, yeah. Have you... Uh... Oh, we would love to definitely see you south of the border, though, soon, I think. I would love to go there as well. So, you know, um, I've uh, managed... Well, I've, I've trained in almost every single state, but um, I've never actually had the luck or uh, opportunity to perform in Melbourne. So there are fans in Melbourne who um, I would uh, very much appreciate performing for, and uh, I would like to get that chance one day. And any promoters, I think that having you on the show would probably sell some extra tickets from people who, well, let, who've seen your work in PWA and haven't had the opportunity to watch you live. Well, mate, let's hope so. I mean, I, I can tell you what, they will get a, a nice, uh, nicely edited promo. Like, if I do go down to Melbourne, they'll get that. <laughs> and they'll get a nice match out of it. They will. <laughs> Sounds yeah. win-win for any promotion. That yeah, you. win-win. Now, um... New South Wales and, you know, close to Sydney, they're probably arguably in Australia. The young up-and-comers are probably the best in Australia at the minute. Have you got any names that we might not really know that are on the verge of, you know, a Kai Drake or a Matty Wahlberg that are sort of Australian household names? Uh, is there yeah. any names that we don't know? Um, the first name I'm going to add, some people may know this name, but I feel like in in time it's just going to absolutely explode uh, that's a gentleman by the name of Sam Osborne um, he is going to absolutely tear apart the scene um, and the likes of uh, attacking like uh, the prefects so Jimmy Townsend and uh, Billy Preston they're a lot of fun uh, they're a lot of fun but um, a lot of people don't realise that they can actually wrestle which is um, rather surprising uh, another you're, you're, not getting, the, you're not getting on that uh, black label show unless you can wrestle. <laughs> oh yeah, like you have to bring something to the table. You know, um, another gentleman by the name of uh, Donny Mako, as well. Um, I see in the next couple of months, given the platform can absolutely explode. Um, and then there's one or two other people who are, I have just started wrestling quite literally on shows and they have enormous potential yeah but, um, this is why people need to get to those green label shows yeah like honestly these green label shows are going to be fantastic and people are going to wonder you know they're going to see these wrestlers on black label and wonder where the bloody hell did they come from and they came from these these green label shows 
So at the academy, uh, how many how many days a week are you there working? Um, I am at the academy uh, five days a week, uh, and then on top of those five days a week, um, uh, we have the option to um, have sort of private sessions with any of the coaches. So every now and then, it'd kind of be a six six day week in the academy, but um, on the low end, it's five days a week. Um, and a lot of wrestlers think it's an old school mentality. Like when you're working, you don't need to train, but, uh, obviously that's not your mentality. You think that, and know that training and working is the only way to get better. Um, yeah, pretty much. Well, put it this way. If you have uh, muscles on your body, you don't stop going to the gym. Otherwise you're going to look like shit. Well, I've stopped a few times going to the gym. That's why you look like right. shit. Oh, okay. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, it's the same philosophy. You can't expect to, um, you know, get any better, at, like wrestling or um, even just even stay the same if you're not actively training and actively honing your skills. If you're not training uh, as much as you can, you can only go one way and that's down. And, I mean, it's like any sport. You're not going to get a game if you're not training. Yeah, correct. Um and Peter Bure is also uh, very much uh, sorry has a good um, mentality of rewarding those who put in a lot of effort into uh, into their training. So um, anyone who comes to training three, four, five days a week and puts it all out there every single time, uh, in the end they do get rewarded for that for their effort and for their sort of um, uh, investment in time and effort. And one thing that's hard to learn at training that that you're really good at is crowd connection. Um, is that mm. something that's come natural to you, or is it something that um, someone's sort of you know helped you out with along the way? Um, bloody hell! Again, a bit of both. It's sort of a, a two pronged uh, answer. Um, I'd be lying if I said it was just all me. You know. Um, I, I I very much like to have fun while wrestling, but um, which comes across, that, yeah. But um, there have been people like uh, Jack Bonds or Robbie or Mick Moretti who have given me sort of tips and tricks and bits of advice on how to, you know, you need to refrain that in some like degree and then accentuate that at other times just to really get that connection with the crowd. And and in the end, um, you know, if you don't have the connection with the crowd or you, you don't have them, you know on the edge of their seat or if you don't have them with you, then your match really doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. And you've got it to the stage where people are looking forward to seeing you come through the curtain, which uh, is where every, every wrestler wants to be. I'm sure. Mate, I'm, I'm, I'm just an entrance thing. That's it. <laughs> That's all I am. <laughs> you know, if, if there's been a situation where my music didn't work and then I came out to zero Zero noise, no applause. It's all the music. Uh, I mean, people look did look confused when uh, when you're out last time in the black tights, and I I loved it because you could just yeah. you could just see the internal anguish of you wanting to do your old move set. It was it was well, it was so well done. I would love to do my old move set. <laughs> like I I I want to do I I always love doing a good Northern Light suplex, and I don't think I'm allowed to do that anymore. But there was a harder edge to the character as well. I really enjoyed it. Ah, thank you very much. I appreciate the uh, kind words. 
And uh, the next show is the 14th of June for Black Label? Correct. Um, And that's uh, All Eyes on Troy. So uh, tickets are available for that. It's at Max Watts. Um, Yep. I would suggest anyone who is in Sydney get along to that. And tickets are selling fast for that show too, so get in early. Tickets are selling fast. I mean, if you if you want just a good night, like a good night out, I recommend like Max Watts Wrestling. It's a perfect place to be. If you do like your wrestling, then you're crazy if you don't go to this show. With Honestly, the main event I think would be up there with one of the best main events that we're going to ever have. And being Sydney, what time do they lock you out? We don't really get these lockout laws down here. <laughs> yeah, you lucky fellas. Um, like, luckily, in, in in the area that we run shows, uh, they don't really lock you out. Ah, brilliant. But if you, if, you, if you head more to the city, I think it's like they lock you out at like 2 a.m. Uh, this, yeah. is, this is helpful information for us when we're up there in October. Yeah. So, well... The show's usually finish at 11, you know, get into the city, get into a club by like 11.30 if you catch an Uber, and then you're going to be good. Sounds perfect. What, what, what about you yeah. guys? You've got to break down the ring. How, what time do you get out? Um, you know what? Um, I, I, I lead the, the ring crew sort of stuff. So when it comes to loading it on the truck, sending it up in the venue and unloading it, I lead that shit. Part of my French. So... <laughs> We've got this down to a very, very, very efficient sort of um, time frame. So last show from like match ending, everyone kind of clearing out and tearing down the ring, getting it on the truck, took around about 30 minutes. That's impressive. Well, there you go. There's a one positive for the Sydney lockout laws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything gets done pretty quickly. Um, where can people find you on social media? Um, people can find me mostly on Twitter at T.O. Richard South. I um, obviously had to change that. <laughs> and on and on uh, Instagram as well as uh, T.O. Richard South. Um, I am going to revamp my Facebook a bit because um, that kind of kind of just died off. But uh, I need to give it a bit more life. No problem. But the other the other place you can see me. And here, here, here it is. Hopefully, I do this well. It is on Ovo. Oh, hello. Well, either on the app or on the website. Ovo Play, guys. Ovo Play. I do have that app now. So <laughs> I have it for PWA. So um, thank you yeah. so much for joining us. Uh, we really do appreciate it. And um, we're looking forward to watching not just PWA, but also what you do over the next. Uh, for the rest of your career, to be honest, um, I think the sky's the limit. Thank you very much, gentlemen. And uh, I just want to say thank you very much for being um, wonderful proponents and uh, big fans of um, Australian wrestling and um, doing this podcast and helping a lot of wrestlers reach uh, a wider and broader audience. I appreciate that. No, thank you very much, mate. And I'm just rewriting our promo from Ricky to Richard so we get that right. <laughs> it's all right. You know. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, that's been Richard South.
Welcome back to part two of On the Turnbuckle. The music of Cody Rhodes brings us in. I know exactly why we're playing just that. just Cody. Of course, it's his AW, AEW theme. It's just Cody. Oh, so it's not Cody Rhodes. Uh, I don't think he's allowed to legally use that name, uh, is okay. yeah. I think uh, legally he is now, but I think if he's just um, <laughs> he stepped away from it for a, for a bit. Tweeted about how blessed he is to be on this earth uh, with such a fantastic crew of people. Uh, from their big show on the weekend, their opening. I didn't see that. Yeah. Tony, it across on, it all. It was either on Twitter or Facebook, it was one of them. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, it was really good. It was uh, double or nothing, obviously. That's what you're talking about, Tony. The, uh, I am. The big pay-per-view. It was actually really good. I think it went four and a half hours, probably five hours with the um, the pre-show. I couldn't watch it live because I was uh, helping a family member move. But, um I managed to stay away from all the major spoilers for the big matches. And I watched it live. Yeah, how how was it live interacting? Forty with the, bucks, wasn't it? Thirty-one dollars. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was a pretty good price point. Yeah, and for us Australian fans, ten a.m., nine a.m. with the pre-show. Perfect I think time. it was. Well, it was, 50, it was a great time. fifty U.S. over there, so I'll take thirty-one Australian. Yeah, really good, and yeah, time friendly for us. So hopefully, in the future, I sh- I'm assuming they are. Then the next show is on a Saturday night in America. Their last show was on a Saturday. The, yeah, um, so it's really good. For, obviously, they're gonna. They want to stay away from Sunday. Obviously, WWE have that. What did you think of the show? Overall, yeah, yeah it was great. Give it a 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10? Yeah, oh, I would. For the for a first, first I'll give it an 8 out of 10 because nothing's a 10. Yeah, no, no, um, definitely. And yeah. I enjoyed the show top to bottom. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Uh, I didn't enjoy the Battle Royal. No, I, I haven't fully... I don't like convoluted rules. Yeah, well, I think I'd message you when uh, we seen it. For me, it was a bit uh, 2008 TNA. With all the ridiculous rules, trying to reinvent the wheel, so Giving to speak. Giving away a title shot on the pre-show, I just thought. Yeah, I think that, that was that was more because of the, you know you lost the puck and hangman, so they had to do but something. Everything else, yeah, was really good, um, and I enjoyed seeing a lot of the guys who you see on the indie scene in that battle royal. Yeah, I'm not sure how many of them are signed with AEW long term, but um, the rest of the show was fantastic. I'm not the, sure I understand. You don't understand? Now, can we just get something clarified here? That was not my phone. Yes, no. it was. <laughs> <laughs> my phone's always I'm in a, I'm in a tough predicament here. I'm not sure who to say. It was both their phones. <laughs> <laughs> messaging each other. <laughs> but, um, I'm not sure I understand. Uh, it was um, really good. The Gold Dust versus Stardust match was fantastic. Yeah, that, 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 for me, that was match of the night, and I'm assuming for a lot of people it was. It was a bit of a... A throwback, really good storytelling, which is we like that more than some of the more indirific stuff. But yeah, really great storytelling. Obviously, Cody Rhodes. I didn't like Cody's entrance. Is that when he comes out as a baby face but then wrestles his heel or the the, Triple H shot? It's more the um, hokey looking Triple H chair that then he, he beat with the sledgehammer. Yeah. I thought their first show, make it about yourself. Yeah, um, everyone's watching. Make it about you. You don't. And you're probably right. There was probably too much reference towards WWE. That was the only didn't real. That was the only real one. Um, there was a couple. Yeah, JR on commentary did some things, but yeah. I, like it wasn't over the top. Other like that was really over the top. And obviously, it it's got the, hokey. It the, like- the Triple H symbol. Like I think I said to you, I would have rather do the symbolism with the sledgehammer, maybe a little bit more subtle. And then just get on with the match. The people that would know would know, but the people that you don't have to educate of what that shot was about is fine. I'd rather subtlety 
in the shots and don't go too far because you don't want to harp back on TNA when they tried to go head-to-head, you know, with the VKM, Voodoo Kin Mafia and stuff. They went over the top with the trying to compete. They're, they're outwardly telling us they're not competing. They're just giving an alternative. I thought it was cheesy. You know, the but the rest of the show is fantastic. I don't want yeah. to dwell on no. negatives because the positives by far outweigh. Oh, one hundred percent. You know, and that uh, the tag team match. You know, for the AAA titles. You know, the Lucha Brothers and Young Bucks. You know, masterclass. It's probably five minutes too long. But you reckon? Yeah, yeah. But it was an amazing match. Um, they definitely got all their shit in. Yeah, <laughs> I think they were making up for their uh, all-in gaff when they ran twelve minutes short. Of the, you know, they had to cut out a lot of there, so they did. Yeah, they got their shit in. So, what a couple. What's two things you learnt from Double or Nothing about AEW? Uh, what's one question you've got moving forward? Uh, for me, that Cody listens to Eric Bischoff. You know, obviously Eric Bischoff. He didn't want to compete with WWE. He wanted to give, uh, I think Cody said it's the more of a buffet. And I think they hit that. How many different wrestling styles on the card? You know, you had the, the bloodbath. You know, obviously that's a throwback. You're not going to see that on WWE TV. I think we hadn't seen that since um, JBL and Eddie Guerrero. And, you know, and obviously, oh, you know, was... give the benefit of the doubt. They probably, probably didn't want to hit an artery like that. But, you know, really great storytelling. You've got the indie riffic matches and then, you know, the Josie girls. Yeah, I really on there as well. The, Joshi, the Joshi girls, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that, they were amazing. And I, I seen them when I was in Japan, Tony. The one thing that I learned is that Excalibur is a fantastic commentator. Yeah. And JR isn't. <laughs> yeah, Excalibur yeah. doesn't need JR there. Nah. nah but he, gee whiz, Excalibur's good. Yeah. so He's very good. Oh, yeah, he's amazing. And he knows, he knows all those guys so well. So yeah. he puts over all the stuff. I'm assuming JR's going to improve... As he gets to know a lot of the wrestlers, and he definitely his performance improved once he was commentating the guys he's commentated in New yeah, Japan yeah, before. Yeah, of course. But yeah, so going back to the original, so Cody listening to buff, uh, Eric Bischoff is giving more of a buffet. Look, we know WWE they're formulaic in sending out a lot of their matches now. Yeah. So this gave us you know a buffet of different kind of wrestling styles, which was good, and. From my point of view, I was getting a lot of text messages from... Buffet is always terrible food, though. So this is more of a... Oh, yeah, if you go to the conservatory, it's not bad, Tony. <laughs> yeah, right. you know, like, obviously, I can't afford something like that, but I've heard good things. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't after we had to buy Gino's steak, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. would have been interesting... My close we went personal to... friend, Gino Gambino. <laughs> yeah. would have been interesting we went to a buffet for that. But, um, you know, still be there. older Monday Night War fans, which a lot of my friends, friends are, um, they were messaging me asking me about the show. They'd seen clips online and different things. You know, they didn't order the show, but they're interested for their TV show. So, Which isn't until October. So yeah, so it uh, leads me into mine. Like I, So they've got another pay-per-view coming up, haven't they, in Daytona, I think, in uh, July? The next one's, one's going to be in August. Yeah. The Daytona show. Is that all out? We don't know what that's about yet. Okay. Yeah. Um, but my uh, MJF is the biggest star yeah. in... The pro- in the promotion, I think he's. They've only got a couple of pure heels, and he's only twenty three years old. He's like next level Miz. Yeah, um, he, I he, think he's the big star to come out of the show. Um, John Moxley. Well, he's on the he's on our run sheet next. Um, I'm not up to that yet. Okay. My other thing <laughs> I learned is AW is going to need a much deeper roster. Um, 
they've probably only got five genuine, maybe four genuine main eventers at the moment. Depending on what they do, though, if they're going to become a regular production, they're going to be weekly. They they, they need to improve their roster over the time when they're ready to go. But for the moment, I think what they've got is not bad. Yeah, Yeah, but I mean, you're going to need more than four title threats at the moment. They've probably only got three. Um, And the champion, we're all pretty sure that we know who will be the first champion. Um, and John Moxley? No, he's not in the first championship match. <laughs> so it's going to be difficult from there. No, I was actually he's next on the list. Um, and my question moving forward is I want to see what they do to capitalise on this momentum going forward when they haven't got TV till October and they don't have a, a pay-per-view till August. It's going to be really interesting to see because I don't know if um, being the elite's going to cut it. I think they need to do something because the, the buzz is really strong. Are they doing house shows? No, not no, yet. They, but they they will once TV starts. They're going to obviously not run four nights a week. I don't yeah. think they want to do that. But um, I think with the lead up to this pay per view, for for myself, the hype had slowed down a little bit. Um, so I hope they don't fall back into that. You know, obviously we know they can deliver on game day. They can yeah. deliver. They can knock it out of the park. They've well, done I mean, it twice now. But as you said, like booking a show is very different than booking a promotion. Yeah, I'm really. I, yeah. I, I'm backing that they can po- probably do it, yeah. but I'm interested to see how they do it. Yeah. So my my question is following well, you on asked that a question, haven't you? No, no, I gave my two points, right. and uh, Tony kept asking about Moxley. So I think that's one of his questions: um, is can they book weekly TV? Obviously, you know they've had months and months booking these two big shows. Because um, Vince Russo, he was really good oh, at booking. Booking their first show, mm. you know, scrapping and then booking. Wasn't and then he had seen those reboot shows? They're the, pretty bad. Yeah, compared to the rest of his other stuff, it was good. <laughs> so he had no long-term story arcs or, you know. You do realise that he's got some Twitter trolls that come after people who say bad things about him? I wasn't. Was that I've was blocked, negative? <laughs> I have blocked most of them. <laughs> yeah, if you're still a fan of Vince Russo nowadays, really. Right, now, so I've seen John Roxy before, haven't I? I'd hope so. We haven't interviewed him, if that's what you're getting at. No. So, yeah, John Moxley's obviously the big story to come out of the week, really, because appearing at Double or Nothing. Yep. Um, that was really well done, I thought. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was really good. It harken back to Scott Hall coming out um, on Nitro. Or Lex Luger. Yeah, Lex Luger. <laughs> that good shirt. Yeah, that, that, uh, that photo that was going around with him with the head uh, superimposed on it was great. Um, yeah, coming down there, obviously... Yeah, his John Moxley character is a bit more chaos. You know, the lunatic fringe, which WWE, they didn't was a push it over version. the top. Yeah, they didn't push it over. Obviously, it's in that bubble. So I think this is with the, the handcuffs have been taken off. Like even his backstage promos that have been released, one with Joey Janela and then one just emphasizing him, been really good. So he knows his character. And but he, that wasn't the only John Moxley announcement from no, this week. No, it turns out that, uh, you know, the build up and... You know, Mr. Michael Craven that we had in this lovely studio, Tony, mm. he was teasing that you know there was a bigger star coming than Okada that was world renowned, and well, it's John Moxley, you know, slash Dean Ambrose, you know, the old Dean Ambrose. He's wrestling at New Japan. Yeah. So uh, I wanted when he was asked who was doing who he thought was doing those promos. I wanted to ask if it was Moxley, but I didn't want to be disappointed, so I didn't say yeah. anything. <laughs> 
And yeah. he would have said, no, it's not Moxley. He would have just said, so I can't tell you who it is. Yeah. And it might put it might have put him in an awkward spot where he might have actually yeah. told us without telling and us. And then he might not have given us tickets to give away. Yeah. Mm. So, no, really good. So, I know, you know, Tony Khan that, you know, is the backer of the promotion, has let him do international dates. He's booked... Elsewhere, you know, he's well, the, not coming to Melbourne, is he? The, we don't know. He could be. Know. He could be, Tony. That New, Japan, um, that New Japan deal was signed months ago. Yeah. Um, so, so so really good, you know, and he's got a few independent shows coming up as well. So, yeah, really good. Good on him. Speaking of New Japan wrestling, best of the super juniors, Robbie Eagle's just flying at the moment. Yeah, so he's wrestling. As we speak, and it won't be... When it goes out, it'll be different. But as we speak, he's got two matches left, and... If he wins both of them, he finishes top of his group. So he's top of the group now, isn't he, after having beaten Will Ospreay? Yes. Which is an amazing effort. That was an amazing match. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I really enjoyed it. They're telling a really good story with Robbie. Uh, he's torn between being part of the Bullet Club but not really being appreciative of some of the tactics that his teammates are employing. And you can see the inner turmoil. I'm really enjoying that seeing that play out, mm. yeah, that, that was really good. Obviously, that's not what New Japan normally do, giving us screwy finishes like that. But it just tells the story, and it makes us want him to join Chaos and Will Osprey. But I think there's one more Will Osprey match for those two. I got a th- which... well, the Will Osprey's promo after the match was fantastic. Yeah, um, I am picturing. Yeah, I don't know. I'd love to see. Are they going to go all in with Robbie? Like, I just the, it's see, so it, close. You, um, if you. Listen to the New Japan English version podcast. Michael Craven absolutely loves Robbie Eagles. Well, we, on, so, on yeah, our, he puts him on over on most of the podcasts. On our interview with Michael Craven, he he said that Robbie Eagles uh, is crucial to their push into Australia. So, I mean, yeah. what better way to show Australians that he's all in with us than going all in yeah. with Robbie? Yeah, and the fans, the fans love him, even though he's this in the Bullet Club. This could be on air and... Robbie's lost his second last match. <laughs> but can I? Uh, I wasn't expecting ten points no. from Robbie, so uh, it's been amazing. Can I give you my Robbie Eagles story? It better be good. Well, it's probably not. But we can edit it out. You guys wouldn't have told the listeners that I was up at the baseball at Lisbon last week. We didn't know where you no, were. Okay. Well, there was a team that we played against called Macarthur. And one of their assistant coaches is that Arthur Macarthur? Oh, no, just Macarthur. It's a place in Sydney. And one of their coaches, his surname was Eagles. So I thought, oh, Robbie Eagles is from Sydney. They've got to be related. So I went up to the bloke and I said, are you related to Robbie Eagles? And he looked at me and said, who the F's Robbie Eagles? I said, he's a wrestler. I said, he's from Sydney. I said, surely there's got to be a relationship. He said, what, just because we've got the same surname, we're related? Yeah. Yeah. um, Do you walk up to people whose last name's Hogan and ask if they're related to Hulk? Because um, I'm pretty sure it's not his birth name. Yeah, it just could, saying. Just showed it. I don't know, but it was just funny. <laughs> if you ran into someone named Bola, Bolea, I'd go, yeah, you, know, you related to Terry? You know if he said, yes, I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it would, it would have been awkward that he thought, changed his The suit. thoughts that all of Robbie Eagles' family have changed their last name to Eagles. <laughs> hey, that's going all in. Don't worry about that. That's protecting the business. Well, Brooke, about that. Brooke Hogan. <laughs> uh, so great news for Robbie Eagles. Hopefully that continues for him. We'll have more information about that uh, next week. This is really bad news for Avery. Well, it's sad news, but it's not sad news. At least the trip to the UK hasn't been scrapped altogether, but injury has forced her to delay her travels. Yes, she's um, broken her hip. Yeah, so I couldn't imagine that be that comfortable, you know, finishing a match. Obviously, she had to pull out of the WA 
matches, which he had against some, um, Mercedes Martinez as well, which would have yeah, been fantastic. Yeah, so some had some really good matches lined up as her last Australian matches before taking off. So yeah, well, did she do that hip the night we saw her when she was no we, the night um, she did it the match against Steph Delanda, I believe mm, yeah. at um, MCW. Look, um, it's better that it's now than later. Like at least. She can heal up and still go to the UK. If it had happened, well, first match over in the UK, you're wasting two months of your visa. Yeah, so you've got to look at the positives. Yep. Um, she'll be over there in two months and she's still going to kill it. Um, and maybe having a rest isn't going to be the worst thing for her. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's going to affect her. You know. But she had such good momentum. That- yeah. It'll be right. And, you know, you got to, you know, Steph will take a. Yeah. Credit for it, so she interesting. Has. Yeah, so there you go. So, uh, Brock Lesnar, Brock Party. You see that, Tony? No, I haven't seen it. No. Oh no, I've, no. I'm loving Brock Lesnar yeah. at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> He's a highlight of Paul Heyman do, throwing out the air guitar. <laughs> Behind him is yeah yeah yeah. Brock's coming out with his money in the bank on his shoulder, like a boombox, like a boombox, and it's painted. Yeah, dancing. My favorite is then he was ready to cash in his money in the bank, and he just realised that he's got a year to cash it in. (laughs) Didn't know the rules. That's WWE need more of that. The rest of the show's rubbish, and like you've turned the crowd to loving Brock in the night. Like they can do it if they want to. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, I, I love Brock, Brock Lesnar the other on Monday night. Yeah, and yeah, you check Twitter out, Tony. There's a couple of good gifts there where the people have replaced different songs and stuff. Oh, you know, nice. so yeah, JXT Sandstorm was there, so yeah. he's pretty happy with that. Beautiful. Uh, NXT combined boys, what's happening there? Yeah, uh, they had a combine which they um, they televised. I didn't watch all of it because it was about six hours, but I did have a look, and um, some of our guys did pretty well in it. Uh, so what are they doing a combine? It's basically they do like um, agility tests, and so you know, like the NFL yeah, yeah, combine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, so they do like a um, standing broad jump, uh, whatever the one is to jump high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they vertical, do vertical leap, vertical leap. They do an agility twenty, 20 meter run and all that sort of in ring agility yeah. test. Uh, they do a thousand meter rowing, which Jonah Rock was in pain. Yeah, like so, like everyone was getting around him. I love that. And then they do um, a fair bit of weight stuff, like power stuff late. Um, and they had that live. Yeah, well, it wasn't live, but they did. It's all but on they the network. They aired it on the network. So. And uh, Sexton did really well. Like He was like third in um, some explosive power tests, and he was, did really well in the um, the vertical jump. Yeah. And uh, Daniel Vidot. He dominated a few things. He won the rowing. Yeah. Well, yeah, coming from the NRL background, the ru- obviously. The two rugby players did really well. Yeah, obviously they're going to be peak for those uh, really good agility stuff. My, my thing, I didn't watch it all, but the bits that I did see, you know, is uh, Brendan Vick. Brendan <laughs> Sexton. Vick. Yeah, Elliot Sexton. Absolutely knackered, Tony. He falls down, quickly gets back up, and then just panders straight into that cocky arrogance that he just dominated it. So... Switching back that character on yeah, at the nice. right time was good. Um, also, freak athlete, uh, Bianca Balea is, a, she's a freak athlete. Pound like, for pound. No, not even Strong. pound for pound. Just any athlete, any female athlete in the world would struggle to go with her. Um, she's incredibly strong and fast and mm. just an amazing athlete. Yeah. Ho- hopefully they can you know, cut these things up and use them in promo packages to give... 
little bit more of that stuff. You know, obviously, not everyone's going to go watch six hours of it, but yeah. if you can utilize it. My favorite part of the whole thing, just about, is because the women went first and then the men went. And okay, so the women all go home, but Zia Lee stayed for the whole thing and just next to every person on the rowing machine, just cheering them to the end. Like, that's um, a good team apparently, player. that's what she's just like, like yeah. hugely a team player. And, um, you can't watch that and not fall in love with like that kind of person. Yeah. So that, like, that's what I was saying. They should share that yeah. kind of stuff. You know, no one's going to watch six hours of it, but you know, those little things Some that they can, will watch six hours of that. <laughs> yeah, you get a little bit of carrots out of there. We certainly should. Uh, NXT TakeOver as a standalone event. Explain that to us. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Obviously, it's not following, uh, or, you know, the night before a big WWE pay-per-view, which they usually are. So it'd be interesting to see how they go, you know, on, out on their own, to, you know, per se. It's actually really well placed, I think, because it's um, an opportunity for WWE to answer AEW's show from the weekend. Everyone was busy comparing... Monday Night Raw to an AEW pay-per-view, which is... Which is silly. Well, it's not yeah. comparing apples and apples. No. Um, NXT will have got five matches that will blow us out of the water on the weekend. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing NXT Warzone when I get over there oh, in Chicago. That's months away. I oh, know, but still, I'm really looking forward to it. It's gonna be... You keep bringing that up, Tony. You're just rubbing that in, mate. It's just as bad as people who bring up Japan every 30 seconds. Wait until I come back from there. <laughs> go for a year. I might call immigration. <laughs> Leave him over there or before he goes? I haven't decided. Oh, interesting. PCW Mayhem? Yes. Um, are you yes. coming to that, Lyle? 110% I'll be there, Tony, and you know my word is my bond, mate. When is it? Saturday. This is, yeah, this week, mate. Saturday. Oh, could go. You going to go? I'm definitely going. Definitely going. Um, so you know me, be it out the front, ticket. I'll pick you up I've like I normally ticket. do. So. Yeah, I'm not going to rely on that. I don't trust you. Oh, come on, mate. I haven't let you down. Um, but, yeah, it's a really good card. I'm um, really looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking um, forward to see Dust versus Ryan Rapid. Was it? Dust just went a- over 365-day uh, anniversary of the Ignition title. So, yeah. You know. And he, yeah, I, was, I was at the show when he won it, which was um, this show last year, Mayhem last year. So he's when he won you, the title. You're going to be there when he loses it. I think I'm going to be there when he loses it. Ryan Rapid is uh, underrated. Um, Interesting. He doesn't think so. He, he thinks he's amazing. But um, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the tag title match as well. Yeah, the um, uh, RB4Ks. Yes. Yes. So Aisha's in that. And yeah, interesting. Against my boy. Royce Chambers. Royce Chambers. So I'm really looking forward to that match. And um, it's a really good card, top to bottom. Yeah. I know so, someone who's got a setup called Chambers. I wonder if they're related. I don't think so. <laughs> But um, I haven't been out to PCW for a while. So if you're in Melbourne, um, yeah, get out there. Uh, at the Because they have these big shows once a month, and this is one of them. Yeah. You you, when you see uh, myself and Welsh, there, buy us a beer. Yeah. Exactly. 110% uh, will be there. Our NJPW, our New Japan Wrestling Competition draw, took place. It did before the show. Earlier. We and, did. Uh, we've got we video of that video if to quench it. Um, and the winner... Lyle, uh, who wins? What do they win? Well, they win... Uh, two tickets. Two tickets to the uh, Festival Hall. Festival, Festival Hall. Festival Hall. You know, two T-shirts as well. Exclusive tour T-shirts as well. Yeah. So, it's a big prize, Tony. So, I know it was that big you entered, mate. I, and I'm not sure, you know. Well, I don't it's know. against the spirit, to be honest. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm not inter- sure how I feel about we that. Did told- have a, there was a lot of comments and a lot of people got tagged, Tony. It took Welshie 45 minutes to you know go through it all. 
I'm pretty the worst part was um, some, pretty... there's one guy who answered about 20 times. Yeah. He doesn't even like the Facebook page, which I th- was one of the rules. Yeah, <laughs> so the, I think 25, maybe 30% of the people that got tagged or tagged other people, they fall out, Tony, because... Uh, it wasn't it was, that much. It was yeah. probably about five people. All right, who we got? Who's our winner? Well, the winner is uh, Nick Collette. Nick Collette. So congratulations, mate. Um, you relate to Tony Collette? You should ask him that I if you ever see him at a show. I don't think it's spelled or pronounced the same way. Is no. that uh, ring, ring My Bell, Tony? Hey? Ring My Bell? No, Did she, she sing that? No. Or is that someone else? That's just a different... That's Tony Collette. Collette. She's an, act- an actress. Oh, that's right. She was so, in that movie. Yeah. So yeah. Nick and uh, the person he tagged, which was Brooke Musgrove. Oh, so he's got to take Brooke. Yes. Yeah. Ah, okay. Or so Nick he and- tagged a friend, does sh- Brooke get him, and then... She can take whoever she wants and well, doesn't take thought, him, or, or that's no Nick. That's take Brooke. So we will, um, we will. Once this show drops, I'll message both of them and uh, congratulations. Oh, this, you win. This show dropped a few months ago. Don't worry, <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't recovered since. It's so, never rise. Yeah, and and <laughs> and, and don't worry, don't worry. The tickets they're not situated right beside Tony and Welshy, so. You'll be right. No they're stress there. Tickets, though. They're not like counterfeit or something. They're not gonna. Well, no, well, they, that's the ticket you. That's the ticket we got you, Tony. I've been told that they pick up the tickets on the night and the merchandise at the will call. At the what? That's what they have in America. At state will call. When you go to pick up your tickets at the stadium. But we're call in will call. Melbourne we have a will call here when someone dies. And then your nan leaves you like uh, the worst yeah. present, your sister, all the good stuff. Yeah. I thought we just I'm had a will bitter. fight. Upcoming shows this Saturday, June the 1st, so nothing on Friday. You can have a night off wrestling. There probably is. I just couldn't find just anything. Uh, PCW Mayhem will shows. take place in Ferntree Gully. PCW's major monthly show. NAW in Albion, Victoria, presents Test Your Might with Lozen and Mortar for the Women's Championship in their main event. That should be Grouse. Grouse. Yeah, I've seen Morda down in Melbourne a fair few times, so it should be interesting, Tony. Yeah, she's uh, just made a comeback. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, get out and see Very that. physical. King of Colac have a steel cage match to crown the new champion between Alan Payne and Sketch. That's obviously because Carlo... He had to forfeit the, the title. Uh, ICW in Canberra present Chill Factor as well. If you've got a podcast idea... Actually, Greg from the B-plus has just messaged me. Yeah. Apparently, AWF have got a show, Para Powerbomb. Interesting, oh. Tony. Okay. Um, rock and Roll Wrestling City Diggers at City Diggers in Wullongong. How did Greg actually know that we were doing this How many promotions moment? are in Wollongong now? Well, well I don't know. Probably just that one. The Gong. Uh, and IPW Love and War 3 in Queensland. I'm not How sure. How did he actually Queensland's know that we were doing that section right now, the podcast? We, I messaged him four hours ago. Oh, I so it was time. a delayed response. Yeah, right. But, got, it, got it in him. So, so do they use a bell to end the matches and start the matches, or do they use a gong in Wollongong? Dead air is not good on a on a podcast, Tony. And your jokes often <laughs> result. Is the gong surrounded by wool? Tune in next week because we have another good interview coming. It's the mighty Cadman from Canada. Fresh off his NXT tryout at the Performance Center, of course, he was there with JXT. He was, and I was also hungover when I conducted this interview at an ungodly hour. It was the 100% same morning. One hundred percent, Tony. I had to pick him up. It was the same morning. No, as no. the Ricky South. No, it wasn't. A Melbourne bitter. Oh no, it's Melbourne City Wrestling Top. <laughs> and uh, we did FaceTime him before the show, 
and Cadman did have his shirt off during the interview as well. Fantastic. So. Yeah, so Tony, I don't know about the phone bill whether it's coming through, but we were on the phone for 50-odd minutes to Canada. Yep. Right. So hopefully... So it's going to be like that Bart Simpson episode. <laughs> <laughs> we rang up the kid in Australia. For me, that was from Canada too, wasn't it? They gave him the boot. No. Canada. It was, it was Australia. It, it was in Australia. Yeah, oh, that's Bart, right, yeah. Bart Simpson's from America. <laughs> <laughs> Is that you segue in the big boot? To bring up... Um, yes, correct. Yeah. That's oh, right. Well yeah, we, we, we've interviewed him before, mate. You know, yeah. The Australian Big Boot. So. Fucking dingbats. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Uh, that's it, folks. <laughs> Wrap it up. Thank goodness. Uh, it's all over. We'll be back next week with the mighty Cadman from Canada. Thanks for listening. We'll he's from, he's from Australia. Well, yeah, but he's from Canada. Oh, wrap it up, wrap it up. Congratulations to Nick and Brooke. Uh, catch you again here on mypodcasthouse.com. Till then. <laughs>